Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome back to Dum Dums 2099, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into a futuristic world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Alan Honor System and Declan found an ally in Dr. Moreau. The doctor gave Declan some anti-bee flesh grenades. Honor System received organic musculature and upgraded hands, and Alan was told about a juice that will turn her into a god. Can they achieve their three new goals? Kill the bees, nuke the moon, and drink the juice? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons 2099. As you crawl up uh, into the sort of secret vent leading out of uh, Dr. Moreau's admittedly hijacked lab, uh, so the old illithid structure uh, that uh, the, the Moon Citadel is built next to, uh, Honor System, uh, you feel the, the metal uh, under your under your fingers, uh, you, you can feel um, again that sort of pulsing of of blood um, that is is circulating. Now, granted, you don't have a heart, so you don't really want to know how that's working. But Moreau works in mysterious ways. Um, but you're you're feeling the sensation of hands uh, for the first time as you pull yourself up into these these vents. What is that? Uh, how does Honor System react to that? I think because internally, Honor System is still a machine these different sort of sensory data points are just being uh, collected and sort of collated. Um, and, you know, like, uh, like a, just not necessarily something I'm experiencing right now, but like pain as an example is like an instinctual level, you usually like recoil from pain. Um, Whereas I feel like honor system with that kind of uh, sensory input and like any other kind of like stimuli would just be like, like, like leaving your hand there, like pain, 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 pain. Oh, this is just going to keep causing pain. I understand. And just like saving the pain column and being like, okay, that's what that is. Uh, and it's, so it's just, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot to take in, um, but there's a mission to be done as well. So I think it is sort of a, uh, um, it's all being taken in, but very kind of passively. Um, he can't allow it to distract him right now, but it is fascinating. Yeah. Is there anything subconsciously showing on his faceplate while he's moving around and experiencing this for the first time? Yeah. Um, actually, the uh, that's a great question. Um, and I hadn't thought of anything until you asked. And now I like this a lot is like the word pain, pain, pain cold, 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 hard, whatever. Just It's just a list of just the, every sensory input is just being listed on his faceplate. That's just a scrolling list. Um, you can catch words here and there, but it is moving quite quickly as like just every new sensory or just re repeating sensory is just coming through as a scroll on his, on his face plate. I don't know why I'm picturing it in the yellow Star Wars font with like that theme behind it about like feelings <laughs> only it's like sped up so it can roll faster as you go through them. But that's where my brain is is rolling with it. I'm uh, I'm imagining like watching a website compile where it's just like lines of of jagged code just zipping by yeah. like when you used to boot up a DOS. Uh, yeah, a DOS yeah. screen and everything was visible. Or, you know, if you're playing Buddy Simulator right now, like I am, where it just makes you do that to remind you. That this you are turning to dust one yeah. year at a time. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Love that. Um, okay. So the uh, the three of you um, uh, get up into the vents. Uh, from the sounds of things, um, uh, Moreau can, can, hold, uh, can hold the line for a bit um, and also seems to have pretty good 
access to um, uh, the the camera feeds from around the structure. So he, he's kind of keeping an eye on things. Um, the three of you have a sort of a, a moment uh, alone as you uh, Bruce Willis die hard your way through uh, through the vent systems uh, towards um, the sort of can control floor. Um, or at least the, the floor that it's on, which is um, sort of one layer back up. Uh, this is a, it's a steep climb uh, for a bit up, up sort of ladder rungs. Um, again, you can tell that this was basically built as like a keep Moreau in line shaft, uh, just in case. Um, so easy enough to just drop like a swarm of, you know, nano, we say drones a lot uh, in various contexts, but in this case, like if you need to drop a swarm of like vicious nanites through to attack him, easy way to do it or you know if you were made of bees uh, a very easy way to to get around uh of course you'd lose your suit but when you're visiting your weird pseudo dad slash creator why not um so uh the three of you have a, have a, a sort of a moment on this this long snake eater style climb uh up because this will deliver you above the atrium that we saw in the previous uh, the, the previous uh, scene. So it, it's a couple stories of climbing. Um, Moreau's building was a few stories high, so it's not like, it's not going to take you an hour or anything, but it's it's a bit of a climb. So you do have kind of a moment to to check in with each other as, as you go. If there's anything you'd want to check in with, otherwise we'll jump ahead. So Alan, I feel like you might've got some of your magical spells back. Have you got another like fireball in you? Uh, and I just say, well, no, let's see. And I just kind of hold my hand out. And I imagine it like Avatar, the last airbender, like firebenders, they could just create like a little flame, <laughs> like just a tiny little flame in the palm of their hand. It's like, oh, yeah, it's back. Uh, sorry. Uh, you do that, but it is in no way tiny. It actually uh, flares up and blossoms uh, almost ah. like a, a flower of, of flame. Still controlled within your hand. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, it's you just cast fireball point blank. <laughs> it's just like hey, a fireball. Whoa. Well, not please, anymore. <laughs> please don't waste it. Please don't waste Wouldn't it. Please don't waste the, it. The waste. Yeah. So it's it's certainly not that large, but um, you get the sense that uh, it is uh, it is more potent uh, than you'd expect it, mm. and that. Uh, the, the magical energies are flowing through you uh, perhaps more more strongly now. You're not quite sure why. And Alan just says, huh. And and she runs through just automatically like kind of all of the powers that she can like draw from, the different types of energy that she mm. can produce um, and just sees how it feels. Um, it doesn't feel great, but it is there. Um, so it's a little bit like having a bad connection. Okay. But um, as you're rotating through, and you get the sense that it's it's almost like waking up a, a tired muscle. Mm. Um, so the ones you've been using, fire, acid, very, very potent yeah. right now. Um, but as you roll frost across your fingers, you roll frost across your fingers. As you roll lightning across your fingers, you've used that here. It's yeah. similarly, rather than just being, you know, electrical little bolts dancing between your fingers, like your hand crackles uh, right. with with power. Um, yeah. Okay. To answer your question, yes. Okay, I'm thinking we might need to save that one for the giant flight of bees. So let's not like mm -hmm. blast that off at anything small along the way. Do you have anything else that'll fuck up a whole group of bees? Um... You did that lightning thing that like fried a shitload of people. Do you think you could burn it, a bunch of bees? I don't think that'll hit a swarm. Okay. Is there anything else in the tank for that? All um, I'm saying is if there is, save it. Yeah. And Alan just kind of tests like how much cold can she muster? Um, right now, not not a ton, not but you much. can feel it. It's the kind of thing where it's, it's like a... <laughs> Uh, this is a weird metaphor, but it's like the reverse of a lighter that's running low on fuel. Every yeah. time you spark it, it's a little bit more, but you can tell that you're, you, you almost kind of need your, your, uh, energies to charge a bit. Um, yeah. but there's definitely like, you can feel, you feel lighter. Um, you feel, uh, certainly a little, little more untethered, uh, than you, you previously have. Uh, that said, um, this is an odd feeling. It feels uh, mm -hmm. somewhat artificial. 
Oh, weird. Um, you don't feel like you do on Dumb Pharaoh. Okay. Well, there's definitely something strange going on. I, I seem to have more power than I've had, but I can't, I can't guarantee when I can use it. I, it, like, I, I feel it, but it's, it's just odd. It's, it'll, I think it'll come. I think it'll come. All right, we're going to have to trust you on that one, because I don't know anything about magic. So right now you're kind of describing a painting to a, like a blind person. Like, the, I don't speak the language at all. Unless, mate, can you describe it, like, emotionally or through metaphor, rather than it just saying it's strange, because I don't know what normal feels like. You know, when you're trying to get in touch with someone on, like, a communicator but they're really far away and as you get closer it starts to get clearer yeah like as you get closer to the wi-fi router okay. yeah it's kind of feeling like that but instead of wait are you close getting to the closer router, in or? distance i feel like only time will bring me closer so you're on a conveyor belt moving you towards the Wi-Fi router. I think so. I hope so. But I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, I don't need sure right now. I just need you to do your job. So just hang on to anything that'll hurt the fucking bees. That's the big priority. Don't blast those off early. Mm -hmm. System, how's your, uh, how's your hands and musculature and everything treating you? It is uh, very strange. I'm receiving a litany, a series of new sensations. Uh, I'm cataloging them for now, but I, I will. I would like to discover more about this sooner or later, assuming we survive. Uh, and it occurs to Honor System to draw Legion out and make sure that he can still wield his weapon effectively and how it feels in his hands. I think uh, because you're kind of dealing with the opposite of what, like a human suddenly having a robot hand, I think would have more adjustment time because your, your base muscular or your base uh, skeletal structure is still mechanical. It's like wielding it with, with a thin pair of gloves on. So there, it's definitely like the grip feels a little bit different. Honestly, I think the grip probably feels mm, the grip feels better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, the grip feels, <laughs> but also like, just thinking of like holding a golf club with your naked hand versus with a glove. And it's like, the, I think the difference for honor system is because hands have uh, sort of innate grip through the, you know, um, our, the ridges on our hands, uh, the, the moisture in them, everything else. Um, you've got a firmer grip on Legion than you normally would. The catch is if you, you're a robot, it's purely pressure. Right. Like if you're pressure gripping it, it's not like, yeah. you know, the robot's hands would necessarily have grips on them. So it's easier. I, I think. Um, yeah, it'd be like if you're used to a heavier sword, it almost feels a bit lighter because you don't need to death grip it anymore to mm. hold it. Uh, it's not going to mechanically affect you at all. I don't think it's just, again, like like wearing a, a thin pair of gloves, but also giving you a bit more tactile sense i think maybe tyler what we could say mechanically for you is um it likely gives you the ability to to make a bit more of a flourish of things because since you're you're feeling the weight in your hand um if that is something honor system would add with declan's brain cross-coded it might be hmm. uh but i'll leave that up to you um it could be a situational thing for you but yeah yeah uh, none of moreau's stuff uh, to be clear like the goal mechanically for me of moreau's tinkering is that it gives you slightly more health Yep. Um, not that it impedes your your abilities. So if anything, the additional musculature has brought you back up to like the health being simply you are more able to do what you were previously able to do, not that it's given you a tremendously large amount of stuff. Plus, like without skin, the musculature really doesn't feel like much. <clears throat> it's just numb. It can hurt, what you're saying. but it's, yeah. Uh, uh, honor system will say... Um holding his sword and sort of flexing and, and gripping his hands uh, around the uh, 
the grip of the sword. Um, he says, uh, I think I have a firmer understanding of the flesh and bone warriors who developed this style of combat. I understand the techniques that I just had downloaded into my computer, my brain. I understand some of the reasoning and understand some of the intention behind them now, more than I did before. Interesting. Also, it's always like impressive and disturbing in equal measure to watch you climb a ladder with just your legs. I just have to, I have to say it looking up at you climbing this ladder because it's just, you've got the sword in both hands, but somehow you're still climbing this ladder. Yeah. Terrifying. It's uh, 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 the bottom of one foot is on the lower rung and the top of the other foot is hooked under a higher up rung. And just from the strength of his mechanical legs, he's like leaning back almost like perpendicular to the to the ladder and is doing a quick little kata and then she's the sword. And then you just hear like the little like ankle gears go as he like comes back in line with the ladder and starts to climb up again. That little I, ha I have like special legs we haven't really talked about it but like i have upgraded legs from uh from way back when we rebuilt ourselves in that chop shop one of the things i got was was legs that's metal as hell yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not it's not come up but like i i i have to fall 50 feet before uh we start to calculate fall damage uh it's a whole bunch of stuff yeah it's a little bit like revealing that you secretly have a degree in astrophysics that's just never come up on air before it's like oh yeah and also I guess this. I don't yeah. know. I don't talk about it. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah Here I thought we were just doing a bit, but it's legs. a mechanically sound bit. I was like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> yeah. cool. Hi, friends. It's me, Butthole. And I'm here to talk to you about how you can join some kind of Discord thing where you can talk with me and with Queenie and with Alan and with all of the other friends. And there are even like Prince Mudbutt's there and a bunch of other people. All you have to do is apparently become a patron of our ear plays for one dollar. If you just do it one time, I mean, you should do more. Everyone's got a chip in at the fortress, but if you just do that one time, then you get to join a patron only exclusive discord forever plus you get pre-session chats and dm chats at the end of every arc of some show called dum-dums and dragons they tell me it's related to me somehow but i'm not really sure so patreon.com slash dum-dum dice that's d-u-m-b d-u-m-b d-i-c-e and if you pay that dollar to join that discord you get a chance for me to say hello new friend to you With all of that, uh, after Honor System finishes his kata and uses his magical servo legs to uh, to get back uh, in line, the three of you make it to uh, the top of the ladder and exit into um, sort of a small uh, custodian's closet. Um, there are a number of sort of mops and brooms, that sort of thing, um, that are, uh, you know, set up. Uh, there is a... Um, a large, like you, you see another one of those emergency hatches that uh, you've seen everywhere for um, the, the, like the drone soldiers to enter through uh, very quickly if they need to. Again, these things, since it's been a hot sec, um, they're almost uh, like you can think of them as slightly bigger than what you would find uh, a coiled fire hose in, in like an apartment building or, or building. Um, so probably about, uh, you know, three and a half feet wide, uh, three and a half feet high. Um, very much like someone can launch themselves out of it, uh, launch themselves into it, and it's very much built for those purposes and connects through to the rest of the building. In this case, this one has um, uh, coveralls kind of like hanging in front of it off hooks. Uh, it, it's clearly a disused one. They've built these into everything, but it's a custodian's closet, so it's not a, you know, a, a, a recently used or an often used uh, emergency chute. Uh, the closet itself um, has a uh, door against the wall that leads clearly into, like, it's a small square room, a uh, door that leads out <clears throat> onto the floor that you're trying to access, and then this this vent is kind of on the uh, on the very bottom of the floor for airflow slash bee flow if, if the bees need to get through. Um, and other than that, there's, like, a couple of garbage cans. There's a, a 
like a, a push cart with various cleaning supplies on it. Uh, you get the sense that this building hasn't been cleaned a lot yet, just because it's it's still coming online. So there's there's an abundance of materials in here, um, or rather, there's sorry, there's the materials that are in here haven't been used a bunch. Uh, there are racks for more things that just haven't been loaded yet. What do you do? Declan still got his silencer on his rifle. Uh, would just move to the door to listen to see if he can hear what's outside. Sure. So outside, you can hear the um, the muted pulse of the uh, the alarm system that is is still ringing um, from from when you set it off, uh, sort of in the main hall. It is um, one of those pleasant low tone alarms uh, that's meant to not cause undue panic, which kind of tracks with your understanding of if all of the executives and kind of the the ruling powers that be of the conglomerate were here, they need to feel like they're in control at all times that wouldn't want a jarring alarm, which is a huge benefit to you guys because it means that uh, similar to these like tubes in the walls and everything else, if they're trying to prevent any outward sense of, of concern, that means they're actually putting safety second. So that gives you a bit of benefit in terms of how the security systems are set up and how you can get around. It basically buys you like an extra beat before anyone can show up to anything because they've gone through the effort of tucking it all away, if that makes any sense. Yep. Uh, remind me again how it is we came up to this room from the ladder. Was it through a hatch? Um, it's through a small floor vent. Uh, so right. think of the, like, um, not flush to the floor, but kind of if you climbed up the ladder, it's at floor level um, and it's uh, sort of a small ventilation grate. So okay. you push that out of the way, you've been able to climb in. Um, otherwise, uh, it's like a sheer drop down down right. the ladder to, to Moreau's ceiling. With, uh, with Declan having moved in uh, to listen and things like that, um, Honor System is remaining by that, that hatch to mo uh, like from time to time, check and see if there's any any pursuers or even like here, if there's any commotion coming from Moreau's lab. We know what he's ultimately waiting to happen down there. Um, but Honor System wants to make sure that when they're coming, we know it. Sure. Um, yeah. Did you want to try and seal it up? Or would you uh, entrance? It that would be a good idea for when we move along. Okay. Um, but for right now, we're still in the room, right? We're just having a look yep. around at things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then Tyler, can you roll me please a perception check? Uh, 19 19 um okay you can hear uh some some muted uh, uh tunes um echoing echoing up it's uh grand uh sweeping like Faerun orchestral so you know it's like elven ancient elven songs that have been kind of passed along and now of course have like a throbbing skrillex beat over them um just a little bit though like it, it's uh, the classiest possible version there's only occasional uh wob wobs in there um sure. but there certainly are from time to time um but no sounds of conflict uh yet you get the sense that uh moreau's chef rats probably ran pretty far and wide throughout the base and the fact that he kept releasing more probably sowed enough confusion that he you've got kind of a couple rounds worth of time if we were putting it in rounds uh before they even arrive at his door let alone do come do after that. us yeah yeah okay Declan would whisper back to system, like, lock that shut, and then we can get out of here. Yes. Cool. Uh, what can I barricade this with? Um, I, I think the between, like, the car... Oh, well, sorry, Laura, you, you looked like you were going to say something. Uh, no, I was just looking at, at what we have, and it's like, there's a push cart. Uh, if we can, you know, if that is big enough to cover it. Yeah, I think you could probably with, I mean, the thing is, you, with the amount of skills and, and abilities you have now, like, yeah. I have no trouble believing that if you push that card over and use Legion and then like Acid, you could easily just fuse yeah. one of the platforms to to the grate. This isn't a, a hard thing to do. You're under no pressure and you have more than enough capabilities. So I think that's an easy, uh, easy enough thing to do. I think maybe uh, Honor System, let's roll a... Uh, the hell would we even roll here? If I can get a, I'll take a mechanics or a streetwise, please. 
Okay. And anyone else can can help with it. Alan, if you think you'd be helping. Um... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just that send acid 19. arrows at the joints once we get stuff into place. Great. So, Ty, what'd you roll? That's another 19. Damn. All right. Great. Uh, so you don't even need the uh, the, the advantage. So, um, yeah, you do a phenomenal job. It's it's like a fully welded shut piece. Mainly wanted to roll just to see how how firm it was, but it, it is it is very solid. You've essentially blocked that entrance. Um, from what you remember of Moreau's lab, it wasn't an easy entrance to find in the first place. And with this, it would just be far too inconvenient. So you've essentially blocked off any, any pursuers who are coming via the lab will be stuck there now. Okay. The door to this room, Tom, does it open out? Does it open in towards us or is it like up down sci-fi door? Um, I think it's an up down sci-fi door. Um, in this case, it'll be one of those Star Trek doors that slides into the wall. Um, just uh, for for ease of of cart use and everything else, mm-hmm. um, and it's not locked. Great. Uh, or, actually, just I'm wait. sorry. It is locked, but it's locked in such a way that your little hacker, like basically every door in the building is now locked due to the lockdown. But it's not a properly secured door, so you can basically tap your key to to open it. Okay, so I don't need to like roll a hack. No, you don't need to yeah. roll for anything. I just like for flavor, want to ensure that it's like yes, everything is locked. You've just overridden the locks enough now that, like, you you, you can just yeah, tap that, to, tap that feels right. So he would just have the others stack up behind yeah. him and just be like, when this thing opens, I'm going straight forward. System, you go right, Adam, you cover left. Yes. Got it. And then just rifles up, make sure everybody's ready, then hits go, bam, all like out the door. Right. Um, so, uh, the door hisses open and, um, you exit onto, uh, into a larger, um, sort of, uh, maintenance room, uh, higher ceiling. It's got, um, proper schematics up on the walls. There's no one in here. So, you know, you've got your, your gun, you, you've got your rifle up, right? Yep. Yep. So, Silence. Okay. So you're like clearing, clearing the room with your rifle. Uh, the room is currently empty. Um, there is, um, uh, duty assignments on the walls, uh, as well as kind of like to-do lists, that sort of thing. Um, large rack of technical manuals, um, and sort of a repair station. Um, there's a, a disassembled, um, maintenance droid, um, sort of laying across a table. Um, you get the sense again that, uh, they're, they're using the, uh, Amazon basics line of, of droids for this. So sometimes they don't do so good. Um, that's what free returns are for um but uh yeah the from this room there is a a large um much more industrial door uh as you come in to your right um that uh has clearly labeled as like the um uh sort of like power cell recharging station so somewhere that people go to like charge things up um to your left is a um, a door that leads um, from the the sort of map and the, the rough schematic that uh, you got from a row leads to uh, the Zeus Cannon Control Room. Um, there's like a small plateau, and then it leads over. Um, I will say all of these are kind of this floor isn't a uh, a solid block. It's kind of like um, almost catwalks between things, um, so it doesn't. They, they're, they're not okay. using undue space here. It's like the, yeah. all the rooms are suspended. Um, so small, uh, a small walkway extends uh, from the, the door uh, to your left um, to a little plateau. That plateau in turn leads to the, the control station. Um, okay. So direct, right is power station, left is Zeus Left cannon. is controls. Directly yeah. ahead, yeah. Um, there is a uh, another large door. Um, that uh, leads to um, the uh, sort of remote generator. Um, so quantum energy, like you basically think of this almost as a um, a wireless charging station. So mm. massive Star Trek um, uh, warp core style coil um, in kind of a large circular room, a little bit of a Cerebro vibe going on um, that is just kind of like crackling with the electricity as it's, uh, being charged by various uh, MFTs throughout the building that are clearly powering this, but aren't in the same room with it necessarily. Um, so yes, to your right, battery charging straight ahead. The generator uh, to the left is control. Declan's staying completely subvocal because we don't know where hostiles are <clears throat> in this area, but he's going to talk to the other two and just say, 
Controls feel like the last thing to me. We got to clear the rest, kill anybody who's in here so they can't lock this down once we want to shoot it. Then we take the controls. Yep. And just like we agreed beforehand, Honor System has broken right out of the door and he's heading up to what I think was the power cells on yep. the right. So that's where he's going with his mm -hmm. sword drawn, um, trying to be as quiet as possible. Sure. I'm thinking we go in as three to each of these rooms and just take out whoever's in them because we need extreme force. There could be no emergency calls. Right. Understood. I'll wait for you two then. Does that make sense, Alan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, can let's I get do it. stealth rolls, please? Ooh. 23. Oh, 24. 30. Ooh. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Here I am with my sad little 15. And I was like, pretty good. Um, not <laughs> good enough, apparently. Um, the doors hiss open. Um, and there is a um, sort of a much more industrial um, sort of catwalk situation between uh, here and, and the power station. I think in this case, it's like it or the, the, the charging station. It opens and you're moving like at speed, but as quietly as you can uh, along the catwalk. Um, luckily, once once you're kind of and I will say these things are enclosed in glass, so it's not open to the, the elements on either side. Um, you uh, quickly zip across that. You can see through it, but it's, it's sort of vaguely tinted. But you can see down into the atrium and kind of into the the, the lower citadel. Um, you get the sense that this thing is tucked away in the ceiling uh, where no one's supposed to really see it or care about it, um, just generally uh, before your sort of upper executive floors. Uh, you rush across this, this small walkway to the power station doors, same situation, slam up against it door opens with your incredibly good stealth rolls. It's like one of those video games where you breach the door. Um, just the doors open uh, and there are a, a number of, uh, of Amazon workers um, inside who are um, at this point, I think, um, unplugging half charged batteries with the alarm system going. They don't really want like you can see that they're stacking them and securing them um, because this is a bad time to be charging batteries. Uh, <laughs> doors open. Um, and you just hear um, uh, an orc who's who's sliding one in saying, oh, there, there was no inspection scheduled. Um, and they all sort of turn in slow motion. What do you do? Declan starts shooting. There's no hesitation on yeah. him the moment he sees a person. Alan is ready head. to just two quick acid arrows. Uh, on our system surges forward. Right. Um, the three of you make short work of the room. Uh, we don't need to roll for this. This is like high stealth getting the drop on people who are busy doing a task. Uh, so you're just, just annihilate. blood sprays and just <laughs> yeah. like hissing of acid is all that's left. Yeah. Alan, you, yeah. Um, when you launch acid, um, it almost feels like it's slipping out of your grip. It's so, it, it comes so easily to you that rather than kind of throwing it with the force you have to, it's like halfway there. It's, it's almost hard to keep control um, the hmm. launch. So we get like a proper, uh, you know, goblin face melt, situation um, like in the, in the good old days um and you know one of the managers to get a gun and like swing it around but by that point honor system you're in there you know they slice them in half as they fire into the ceiling um but they were unprepared and were not uh our, our non-combatants they didn't manage to set off any alarms um and uh you can see so again in here these are large large-scale battery cells likely for running things like the uber hyperloop um not the trains themselves, because they run off that central rail, but any of the, the maintenance things, just like big old, like in small terms, it'd be like if for us, it'd be charging a, a walkie talkie or a drill, but just that for like large machines. Um, so just big, big, big battery cells um, of quantum, quantum energy. So you've taken the room. Um, similarly, like to the previous room, there are vents, um, like those emergency hatches are in pretty much every room you're, you're going to see from here on out. Uh, but nothing is coming through it. It would seem that the drones are still very tied up with uh, with searching and destroying rats. Um, Declan, can you roll me a robotics, please? Do you have robotics and engineering or just robotics? Uh, I have robotics. Uh, I have a much lower engineering. I have robotics. Okay. Robotics, is, robotics is fine. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't pulling your wrong stat. Nope, nope. You pulled the right one. 14. 14. Okay. Um, so a quick look around in here, uh, 
Declan, and I think with the, the maintenance room previously as well, um, you can tell that there are um, uh, maintenance droids uh, sort of throughout the, the base. And you've seen a few of them. There's the big one that you saw disassembled in the previous room. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking around here, um, you could definitely tell there are like almost the, the equivalent of like nano swarms um, for, for patch jobs, for, you know, quick external repairs. So there's the bigger clunkier robots that, that zip around. You'd read about these things. Uh, and I think they were, um, they were a constant threat um, during the, the uh, corporate wars. Um, they hadn't been used in combat, but the threat that someone would launch a swarm of small robots, like an airborne robot swarm was like a, a real clear and present danger. Um, it likely it never happened, but uh, you can see with the amount of quantum energy Amazon is playing with up here that they've managed to get um, a, a system of, of sort of maintenance and, and repair droids up and running through these swarms, which also makes sense of some of the events you've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, with that in mind, with the technology, with your role in the technology between this room and the previous room, um, you're pretty sure you can, if you could, like, once you get to control, if you can get to a slightly larger power source, you might be able to hijack one of these swarms. Cool. So you collect what you need for that. Um, you know, there's like key access plus a power source uh, and a few other things. Um, but uh, you you have that when you access control. Great. Using my hackers uh, kit as well, Tom, is there a, did any of these maintenance workers have a comm system? Because odds are there's a comm network for maintenance as opposed oh, to combat or other things. Yep. Great. Declan is at this point just collecting different comm systems to patch himself into because he's like, are there other maintenance people here? He might be able to track military by where they're pulling maintenance out of, like all that kind of shit. Very passively, again, he's more combat mm-hmm. focused in the moment, but he's just looking for tools and shit to hang on to. Would you be turning that on immediately, or is that like the next time you have downtime? Um, he'd be turning it on, but listening, not not like turning it on and standing there and listening for five minutes. It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just turning it on to have it right. wash over him as he's he's moving. Okay, so as you move back out of power, back into maintenance, you collect the the pieces you need. And um, Alan, oh, sorry, I should say Alan and Honor System, is there anything in this room that you wanted or needed? I just want to seal that vent. Okay, that will take uh, some time. Um, you would likely need to stay here and, and work on that only because the industrial the difference between the vent you sealed earlier and these mm-hmm. is these are like emergency vents with servos in them that was just a great so um, if you want to try and seal this thing shut they are specifically built to make that hard um since they are the, the primary security system you could you could work on it though you could also try and uh, fuse the door shut to this space it wouldn't hold for a long time but you could mm. try well if a door wouldn't hold for a long time then fusing something over the vent would also not hold for a long time so if yep. the door is easier Seems like it'll be faster. Sure. That's yep. what Alan would vote for. And uh, we can double lock the door. Declan would also use his hacker's kit to just like encrypt the door so nobody can get through. And then if we seal it from the outside, they actually won't be aware on the inside if we're subtle with it that it's sealed. So they could spend time trying yeah. to hack it and then discover we fused the door by okay. that extra 30 seconds. Great. So you do that. Um, you don't need to roll for that. I think that's an easy enough, uh, easy enough thing given that you're not under stress. Um, you make your way back to the main, uh, the main maintenance room, um, sort of maintenance command, uh, and Declan from your, uh, uh, new comm system, uh, you just hear like, uh, hi, this is, uh, uh, Kevin Flimclang in diagnostics here. Um, just noticing a bit of a slowdown in productivity in the, uh, decharging station. As you know, under any emergency order, it is vitally important that, uh, all batteries are stowed safely. So, and I'm not saying this to be a dick, but you're falling beneath expected quotas. And honestly, based on our drill time, you're already running longer. I should see batteries in storage and there are not batteries in storage. This will be reflected on your performance review. And remember, bathroom breaks depend on performance. Okay. Okay, great. So get those batteries sorted or you will all be in trouble. Thank you. And Declan will just subvocalize class the others and be like, yeah, somebody's going to show up to start checking on maintenance pretty quickly. We're going to need to fucking move. Uh, and he'll go for the power room because we want to go to controls last. So we can't like try to fire up a cannon and have somebody depower the whole fucking oh, thing. Oh, so the, uh, the central generator? Yeah, whatever the generator yeah. is. Because if they deactivate the generator, it doesn't matter if we have fucking controls. 
So um, you uh, you approach the the generator doors, um, and uh, you you find that actually this one is is sealed uh, from. There seems to be kind of a, a magnetic seal on it. Um, the generator is currently uh, in use. You can see like mm. large bolts sort of striking the central coil, um, and it seems like it's in safety lockdown. So essentially, like from here at least, um, while it's because in theory, again, like you know my thoughts on interruption theory. Um, without interruption, if this was just a normal day powering our giant city killing cannon, um, it'd be very much like, okay, everybody clear the space, charging cannon, fired cannon, presumably we don't need to fire the cannon again for a bit. But because they've been firing the yeah. cannon so much, they're kind of constantly microcharging it. Uh, so it is currently in lockdown. Great. That's fine, because that keeps the generator safe. Uh, Declan would plug in to see if he could re-encrypt those controls so they can't open it or shut it down remotely. Like if he can get in to be like, I want to make this like a Faraday cage around this generator so it just keeps running. Uh, you can't from here. Uh, this is a dumb lock. Um, okay. But you can from uh, the control. Uh, in this case, it's very much like, a, a, like, you know, control system in control is what's operating the the Faraday cage to your point and the the locks. From there, you could probably fuck with these things a bit more. But from here, it really is just like a, when the door is sealed, the door is sealed. Please don't open the door. Or we all die. Great. All right. This thing's active and it's locked down in the simple way. When we take the controls, I lock this fucker down so nobody can get in there and we can start blasting. Uh, Looks like the first thing we're going to do, just to make sure everyone is following what's happening, is uh, probably fire a cannon into the moon, and then we might go weightless for the next portion of this combat. Is everybody okay with that? Yes. Uh, sure, why not? I mean, there may be another way to go. Who fucking knows? I just want to acknowledge that that could be the way this plays out. Just to, to clarify from uh, Moreau's comments, um you'll need to fire the cannon at full strength um, and basically like knock out the Citadel and the moon. So you can shoot the moon if you want. Um, his intent was you blast through the Citadel to the core. So just destroying. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. blow, blowing everything up behind you. So think of this more as you're like, or at least the, the, you can certainly, if you want to fuck with it, you can. Um, but uh, his suggestion was to use this as your like, you know, cool guys don't look at explosions on the way out. Cool. Then they'll rig that up. Uh, and he's like, take that back. Sorry, <laughs> fucked up the plan. It, I'm still putting it together. Uh, I'll hook this up to my fucking system on an ongoing basis so that we can pull the plug, uh, shall we say, or pull the trigger. If we fuck this up, we get to at least nuke Bezos and this fucking place. Uh, I'll run it through my hack and clip. And we'll also be able to uh, plug it into you system. So worst case scenario, my kit gets broke again. You can pull the trigger. Someone can pull the fucking trigger. I'll do a backup and we'll get you a fucking tablet off of some asshole all fucking kill in the controls. Is everybody ready to go get fucking sneaky and do a whole bunch more murders? Yes. Always. Ready to go. Fucking A. Same pattern. Same focus. Let's fucking do this. Uh, and with that, the three of you burst into the control room. Now, look, if you get to control a giant cannon in space in your life, that's a pretty cool thing. And in the greater scheme of Amazon jobs, a very impressive one. Uh, the control room is a small, blindingly white space. It's um, just lit by an extraordinary amount of overhead lighting. Um, it's very meticulous. And in a lot of ways, um, it kind of looks like a, a like a, a 60s sci-fi set. So everyone is in like, you know, uh, vaguely nautical uniforms, still in the, the Amazon like yellow and black look. But um, I'm, this is a weird poll, but I'm specifically thinking of uh, the, uh, the commander in Spaceballs. It's like that level of, of kind of like somewhere between an old timey milkman and a military uniform. Um, there, uh, there's a central console <laughs> yeah. overlooking um, the the generator room, as well as massive monitors uh, showing that kind of classic uh, satellite trajectory thing from Goldeneye, where it's like Faerun, the moon, um, as well as sort of orbital lines. Um, you can tell there are a number of uh, identified targets, sort of um, with those those like classic espionage movie little 
like lines coming out of them with a, a little indicator saying like what all of them are. Um, and it's basically all of the cities that are scheduled for demolition uh, by the Zeus Cannon to make way for primer hoods. Um, in short, if you open a D&D book and pull out a map, it's going to get nuked from space. Um, so they've got a whole scheme, a uh, whole plan. That said, currently none of the flight paths are active because the cannon is uh, facing the moon. There are a number of red alert signals everywhere. There's a lot of overrides. There's pop-up windows with like giant X's uh, that you can see just as a at a glance. Um, because this is really like they've clearly taken the safety off this thing in order to do this. And all of the systems are pushing back on it. So it's not how it was intended to operate. And it is wildly unsafe that they're firing this thing anywhere near the control center. And every single piece of technology in this room desperately wants them to know that. That said, there's something a little rock and roll about it, and they kind of feel like cowboys. So there's a little bit of a jovial sense in the room, a little bit like mission control when they land a, a, a ship or a cabin in the woods when, you know, they're, they're after the betting wall is done. Um, they're still active, you know, the threat is still active, it's still a red alert situation, but this is fucking cool. This is a cool thing they're getting to do, and they never get to fire the gun this much. Um, there are a number of technicians uh, at various uh, spots doing uh, diagnostics, a lot of kind of Star Trek at console business with, you know, big headsets, um, and not a single one of them uh, is expecting three murderers to bust into this room. Uh, and thus, when you do for all of the alerts that firing the cannon too close to control was dangerous, the one they really needed was the new future, or the artists formerly known as the new future, are coming uh, because you make an incredible red mist of this room. There is not much they can do. They're doing a highly complicated task. Uh, I'm going to roll to see if any of them have time. Okay, so I did get a nat 20. Um, one of them manages to like get to a console and like pick up the phone, but Declan blows his hand off uh, with uh, with the phone in it. Um, again, the, these floors are not protected floors. Everything else about this base is in place to stop you from being able to do this. Uh, so the fact that you're here, you're behind the curtain, and uh, unfortunately, there's there's not much to be done. Um, what is what is the uh, what is the, the cool action hero moment each of you has as you clear this room? System uh, on, you want to go first? I feel like yeah, you're going to sure. be the first into the fray. Yeah. 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 Uh, honor system. Um, the way I imagine it and the way you kind of described it is like, you know, talk about like mission control and stuff like that. Right. And this like one wall of like the screens and stuff like that. Right. Uh, so I imagine they've got like rows of terminals and stuff like that kind of going back and also rising up like an auditorium seating situation almost. yeah it's it's yeah. a fairly small small room so i'm gonna say there's sort of two rows low and then the, the sort of auditorium uh yeah. you know, sort of seating up back there's a few people up there the place is slightly understaffed um because again like it's it, the, the park isn't open yet um yeah. but uh yeah uh, so instead of like running up to any individual person and attacking them, Honor System is running down one of these kind of terminal rows, running past everyone. But everyone he passes, there is one sword swing uh, assigned to them, <laughs> and they fall uh, uh, almost comedically late after he arrives at the other end of the row. Okay, so it's just like a full anime, yeah, like run a streak burn to a you know a, a stop and then yeah. behind you the the sliding yeah collapses all right awesome um alan and declan declan becomes a stable shooting platform as he marches forwards just firing his sniper rifle and one of the supervisors is running at him uh just picking up a wrench but he's ignoring that guy because he sees people with communicator headsets on and he's just plugging them over shoulder as he holds position bam 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 shoots the guy's hand who's about to pick up the phone plugs him in the head the supervisor gets to Declan and grabs his rifle as though he can spin it aside and yank Declan just lets it go because it's attached to his torso and it's too long to be able to spin hmm. around and hit him with it so he just uses the yank to power himself forwards and headbutt the guy in the nose breaking his <laughs> nose then pulls his pistol. John wicks it up where he grabs the guy's helmet and just does him three times through the torso. And then it's just pistol up and guns down the other two people at the stands before they can get to a communicator and his area is clear. Excellent. And Alan? Um, and Alan just moved, like, 
she just moves and forward steadily, just like acid, acid, acid to anyone who has like a projectile weapon of any sort. And if there's anyone left who doesn't have a gun or something, or there's just like two, two people who've just like frozen or ready for a fist fight, she's going to let that happen and make contact with them <laughs> and just suck out their lives. I, Okay, there's a moment, and I just I need this for Ryan because Dracula 2000 is not a good movie, but it has good moments. And there's a moment where Dracula shows up in this interrogation room, and he kills a police officer, and he turns to this doctor in a lab coat who just the actor does this amazing high pitched terrified shriek, and huh. Dracula just like rests a hand on his mouth and says "Dignity, doctor," and then eats him. Knowing that if there's two of them that try to fight you, and one gets their soul ripped out, and the other panics. What do you say to that second one before you also rip his soul out? Uh, you should have let them unionize. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons 2099 features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. The system we're playing is Carbon 2185, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are Core Collapse and Sanctuary of the Sky Gods by Nathaniel Yverne, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Now I'm off to do future things before we return for the next episode of Dum Dums and and Dragons 2099. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. The Half-Blind Prophet, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Sammy Boy, Orion Birchfield, Scott Garland, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Acrix, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Austin Nut Powers Fry, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Roman Brown, Shulzari, Christian Mendez, Spot Allen, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, Steve Weeze, D&D and Things, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Check out this place. You'd love to retire here? What is this? Oh God, what have you done? Spaceships. Season two. Out now on podcast platforms across the galaxy.